How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. <sighs> it's just... It's another week of getting ready for football where my fantasy football team keeps losing people during the week. Yeah, well, I mean... Am, am I just cursed this year? I mean, you're, you're, you definitely have had a curse, but... I mean, I think everyone's feeling it with the uh, the injuries, especially with, you know, Derrick Henry going down, uh, some other people going down. It's it's getting rough out there. Michael Thomas saying, Mike, I, I, I'd be keeping Michael Thomas on my bench. Ugh, it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, man, I, I if I have my name on it, it's bad. Last week, every single person on my bench was either on IR, out indefinitely, or had a buy. The entire bench. Yeah, the, there wasn't even a single person I could have put it back in there. And they're all studs, so I don't want to get rid of them. And this week, if you look at the buys again, it's kind of like two weeks ago with the, the Cowboys on the buy, the Bills on the buy. It's one of those weeks again where you have the Lions, the Bucks, the Seahawks, Washington, like definitely some fantasy you know, players on a lot of those teams that yeah. uh, are sitting out. And I'm, I'm feeling that as well. I mean, there, there are some leagues where I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fishing out for Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols on the uh, – on the waiver wire this week to uh, to put him in for the uh, the injured Derrick Henry. So rough stuff. <laughs> the out there the only good news fantasy. The, the only good. Yeah, the only good news is I got a great meme today that I got to share. Okay, mm-hmm. so this comes direct from your uncle. The last time the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Mm. The last time the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. What's happened in 2021? The Bucks. Hmm. The Braves. Bucks and Braves have won the world's. Uh, won there, their is there respective a hockey one in there too that we need? I'm, no, I don't need any more. I, <laughs> I, I have been told by the sages that I need to be booking my trip to Los Angeles. Hey, let's hope. I, I, I would. Uh, that is pretty. Cr- I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, we've seen like stuff like that before, but that's definitely a crazy uh, uh, coincidence there. Uh, but we need yeah. to talk about NFL week, uh, NFL week nine. Uh, halfway done with the season now with the uh, with the NFL, so we're flying by Jeez. quick. Uh, we also need to recap yep. the, uh, the the World Series, the Braves winning the World Series in six. Yes, I called that Braves in six. Uh, and then yes, also the college football playoff. The first rankings come out. Uh, a surprising top four, uh, to say the least. I mean, it's no ridiculous. Cincinnati. We'll talk about do they deserve to be in the top four. Uh, it, it is. It is pretty crazy, you know, basically on what the committee said, uh, that basically Cincinnati is just not good enough. Yeah, which is crap. Yeah, I agree. Uh, crap, we'll break, crap, we'll, crap, crap. We'll break it all down. We'll recap uh, week, uh, or we'll, we'll preview week nine of the NFL. Uh, let's run it. Let's start out with the Braves winning the World Series. They take down Houston in Game Six, seven to nothing. Uh, Jorge Soler gets the MVP for the World Series. That's a, a name not many people would know. I thought it'd be Freddie Freeman. I think Freddie Freeman was pretty Crazy. awesome, and and the right. feel and and he's 
has I did he been too. on the team for for a decade now, for his for his entire you know career? Yeah, he's been yes. since 2010. So it has been a decade. That yeah, I think it's been. I think he's. <clears throat> ten, I think it's 11 years. Yeah, he he yeah. Has, he's been on that team forever, and he you know hit hit some yeah. clutch home runs, and then definitely has been you know the MVP of that team uh, the whole year. So good to see you know them win. Uh, I I I redeem myself with the terrible start picks you know for the World Series at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, I redeem <laughs> myself with the Braves pick. Uh, so I was happy yep. to, you know, get something right with baseball this year. Listen, I, we said it on the last podcast, right? You can't bet against Max Fried, you know, two games in a row. It, he's just, his control's unbelievable. He he let up four hits, he struck out six and walked nobody. Nope. You know, he'd set them up perfectly. And then the bats for Atlanta came alive. And uh, like I said last week, I, I totally agreed with you. I thought I changed my tune in the middle of that series, and, and just it, it was absolute that the Braves were going to win. Yeah, they uh, they dominated, especially in the last game. They they pitched a shutout, and and they get their first World Series in in twenty something years, twenty five years. Yeah, it's twenty. Wasn't it nineteen ninety nine? It's crazy. It just feels like it's it's forever ago, or maybe it was no nineteen ninety five. The last time the Cowboys won the, yep. the, so the it'll Super be Bowl. it's the same amount of years, and then hopefully uh, we get that same amount of years if the if the Cowboys yes. win the Super Bowl. that would be wonderful. So that'd be good. Um, also in the in, in college football, we're getting you know to the end of Ugh. of these last couple of weeks, and the first uh, college football playoff uh, rankings were released. That's where the you know selection committee releases their own rankings. Uh, very different than the top twenty five, the AP rankings because. This really takes into account, it's so much different because it's not really the week-to-week basis. It's just looking at the season as a whole, looking at what teams yeah. have left, looking at what teams have beaten who. And, you know, this is, it's very controversial based on the teams that are, that are you know, besides the number one team in Georgia, which is the unanimous number one. Alabama comes in at two, which, you know, they had the, 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 the loss already. And they're above, you know, a couple undefeated teams as, you know, Michigan State comes in at three, they're undefeated. Uh, Cincinnati at eight, they're undefeated. Oklahoma and Wake Forest at eight and yep. nine are undefeated. Like, you know, there's arguments that those teams are, are, are just as good as, you know, Alabama this year because we saw, you know, Alabama you know, at times struggle and they, you know, with the bad loss of Texas A&M. Uh, and then at four. And, and, the, and they, barely, they barely beat Florida. Right, barely beat Florida, struggled against Tennessee. Like it's not. It's this isn't a, uh, as good of a team as you know we thought at the beginning. Georgia is that team, uh, and then Oregon at number four with with their loss to Ohio or or actually they, they them beating Ohio State, but their bad they loss to Stanford. Uh, that's why they're above yep. Ohio State. Ohio State at five, um, and and then the big one is is Cincinnati at six because I think Michigan losing to Michigan State kind of uh, gives doesn't really give them a chance uh, for the playoff. But mm-hmm. I think you know you have. Georgia, who's going to be number one, I don't see them losing. And then it's just, it's going to change throughout the next couple of weeks. I mean, Cincinnati being put at six, at 8-0, and beating Notre Dame and having all their tough games, you know, pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Is this basically the committee saying, like, that you're still not going to, we're still not going to put a, a non-Power 5 team in, no matter that, who you've played? Yep, that's exactly what they're saying. I mean, you went out on the road and beat Indiana handily. Yep. The next week went on the road, beat number nine Notre Dame, who it's his only loss for the year, 
pretty handily, honestly. I mean, it was 24-13, but they dominated the whole game. They have destroyed everybody else, UCF, Temple, Tulane, you know. And then basically they're saying, no, sorry, you're, you're not good enough to be in our club. Because quite honestly, Alabama lost to a backup quarterback at Texas A&M who had lost two games prior by like a million points. Yeah, and it's right? not a great team. Not a great team. Oregon, I mean, they lost to Stanford. They haven't beat anybody else except for the week one Ohio State before Ohio State knew what the hell they were doing and haven't played anybody, right? I would say there's, there's probably more of a chance of Oklahoma making the top four than Ohio State and Oregon because Oklahoma still has Oklahoma State. They still have Baylor, who's top you know, 12, and they still have uh, – who's the other top 12 one that they have to play? You know, but they've got three. Um, I'm yeah, trying they, to take, think, uh, they take on Iowa State. Oh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Yeah, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Baylor. Two top 12 teams still on their schedule. So if they get if they go undefeated, you know, and go 12 and 0, they're going to be in the top four. Yeah. So yeah. they control their destiny too. So Cincinnati has no chance. The only chance Cincinnati. I, I kind of looked at this the other day. The only chance that Cincinnati has of making the top four is if Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan basically all beat each other up, right? Because like, yeah, they all still play each yeah, other. Michigan State, Ohio State still play each other. Only one of them can get in. Oregon has to win the Pac-12 championship, which... Which I don't think they're going to do because I, I think they'll get another loss. And Oklahoma, if they lose to one of the, the, you know, the two top tens, I think Cincinnati finishing 12-0 would get it there. And Alabama, with only one loss, doesn't look like they're going to lose unless it's to Auburn the last week. If they get to the SEC championship... Are they, you know, and, and, and beat Georgia? Like, like, what are we, you know, are they, they have to be in as well. It, so if they beat Georgia, they're in. If they lose to Georgia, I am, go- and they're in, I will lose my <laughs> effing mind. Because if they are two lost team who had their chance, you, you're basically giving a playoff game in that SEC playoff game, uh, a championship game. That's a playoff game. And if they lose to Georgia, I don't care if it's one point or a hundred points, they're done. You need to kick them out. They had like their chance. Cincinnati gets in over them, uh, gets in over a two-loss Alabama team, no doubt. It should. I don't know. I just feel like that Cincinnati was was completely disrespected in and, this poll. And I think the last team that kind of gets screwed this year because of the the conference is just so terrible is Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Is Wake Forest is eight and zero. They beaten a good Louisville team, a good or they play North Carolina this week. They beat a good Virginia team that started the year good. They have North Carolina this week, who they're not even favored against. North Carolina is actually right. favored at home. They play NC State, who's ranked. They still have Clemson. Like, if this team goes undefeated and wins the, you know, the ACC, this team is. Still they should not, be in too. They're still not guaranteed. They should, but you know, and it's a good yeah. team, but they're not guaranteed as well because of how terrible the ACC is this year. Um, and it, I, have- I think I think if Wake rolls the table, Cincinnati rolls the table, Ohio State loses, Oregon loses, and Alabama loses. The top four should be Georgia, Michigan State, Cincinnati, and either Wake Forest or Oklahoma, whoever goes undefeated. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I, I think, I think that the four spot is going to come down to Oklahoma, Wake Forest, depending on whoever goes undefeated. Because I think that'll, I, I think the winner, I do too. Because I think I, that winner of that conference has to get in. Right, because I mean, if you look at Ohio State, right, they still have uh, Michigan State and they still have Michigan, and mm-hmm. so I mean, they've got two really hard games, and. Uh, Michigan State still has uh, Ohio State. So, I mean, one of them's going to lose. So one of them's going to be knocked out for sure. Yeah, and that, and that helps, you know, uh, Cincinnati and, and Oklahoma and Wake Forest definitely for sure. So yep. 
we, there's a couple more weeks to you know go with all these teams are going to play each other in the conference championships these teams are going to play each other so it's going to come down yeah. to the last week like it always does and you know Georgia should be there at number one locked in uh, if they take care of business in the in the SEC championship and and, he, and then it screws it up even more because they're a lock no matter what I think if, even if they lost in the SEC championship they'd still get in so that's gonna that would even cause even more you know a shakeup in the in the top four if they were to lose you know to Alabama because then Alabama would have to get in uh, so th- so there's just a lot of there's a couple more weeks with these teams playing each other that we need to kind of see first before we uh, uh, mm-hmm. kind of lock all these all these teams in agree all right uh let's get to let's get to football let's get to the nfl let's preview week nine uh get to these games give you our start sits uh for fantasy and give you our our, our winners for the week uh we we start dang we're going back to the the crappy thursday night games you know we just <laughs> had we just had packers um we just had packers cardinals uh there was a good one before that as well we had broncos browns you know and we're going back to jets colts come on it's your favorite quarterback now the the jets are kind of intriguing and were pretty fun to watch last Sunday uh, with Mike White and Mike White mm-hmm. will start again uh, take on the Colts and Carson Wentz um, I think that the, this Jets team is finding its way and you know with Mike White being a cool story you know, we'll see if he can continue his, his hot start um, I think the Colts will win because I think the Colts need this win really bad because of how they've been playing they deserve more wins than they've gotten and they they really needed yes. the Titans win to stay with that division now they need a win against a Jets team who they are definitely better than uh, to stay alive, you know, playoff-wise. Uh, the Jets, you know, have had trouble stopping the run on D. You know, this Indian, Indianapolis team likes to run the ball. Uh, Taylor should they don't have, have a pretty easy time going. Uh, but I think, you know, with Pittman being the number one guy, with, with Wentz, you know, really finding him, uh, the Jets' defense, you know, has, has just not been as strong as we thought, you know, the reason we, we both had them, you know, not being this terrible team is because we thought, you know, their defense could actually suffice for their, you right. know, lack of offense. And, and you know, I, I think that but, it's really not been the case. So I think the Colts should have an easy time scoring. Uh, but, but you know, if Mike White can have another game, we, we could see anything from the Jets. So here's the problem with your thought process. Well, not, not a problem, but just probably exacerbates it. It's always the first week that these quarterbacks surprise everybody and go, oh, my God, where did this guy come from? And how could he throw for this many yards? And then week two, they come back to earth. And watch Mike Wade throw for, like, 45 yards tonight. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I will bet be, any I'd amount of money he is under 250. I'd be incredi- incredibly surprised if he was to come out on the road, beat a good Colts team, uh, and throw for, you know, another 303 touchdowns. Like, that would be incredibly impressive. No chance. Impressive. There's um, no chance. Yeah, He's going to be under 250. As a 10-point underdog, I, I wouldn't mind Jets maybe plus 10 in a closer game, but I think the Colts are going to win this one. Uh, and uh, I, I think Michael yeah. Pittman continues yeah. to I like the guy. Colts, and here's my prediction. Yeah, well, T.Y. Hilton's out, so you got to play Pittman. Um, so not only is Pittman going to have a great game, but I'm telling you, after that Wentz debacle last week and the crap that he threw, they're going to go back to just pounding the rock against a team that doesn't yeah, play the run well. Jonathan Taylor is guaranteed to have 120 in a touch yeah he guaranteed is. and i like michael carter too this kid's really a good player yeah and, and the colts also you know not the best run team as well they just got ran over by uh mm-hmm. uh they got ran over by the the 49ers on sunday night a week ago they actually yep. you know in, incredibly you know 
kind of stopped Derrick Henry. Stopped Derrick Henry, you know, obviously. But that's because he broke his foot. Yeah, dealing with a foot injury. <laughs> but they kind of stopped the run against one of the best rushing uh, teams. So that was kind of, you know, an oxymoron there. But they've been running. Honestly, probably Henry probably broke his, his foot, honestly, in like the first or second quarter and probably ran 80 yards on it. Exactly. So that should tell you just how good uh, Derrick Henry is there. Uh, let's get to the let's get to the Sunday games. Uh, we'll start with a very key matchup in the AFC North: Browns Bengals. Uh, the Browns. Th- this is I think this is the season for the Browns. I think the Browns Way were able to go on the road, beat the Bengals, who are coming off you know that bad loss to the Jets. I think they're able to get back in this picture, uh, stay alive for this division, uh, stay alive for the playoffs. I think they drop to four and five and lose to the Bengals after just losing another divisional game to the Steelers. I think they're done. I I think. Yeah. Uh, I just think they're done. I, I don't think they can they can rebound from it. Um, I think they will be done. I think the Bengals are gonna are gonna look at themselves and go, okay, this is a different team than than you know past years. We can't be losing the Jets. Uh, it's a terrible loss. Let's come back against this divisional opponent. Get back to running the ball. Get Mixon involved, and then we can mm-hmm. get the you know the wide receivers involved, which they they've done you know countless weeks uh, prior, and that's how they've gotten you know to the record of five and three, beating some good teams. So I think they get back to the run. Uh, the Browns have not been the same without Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think they're really missing that that one-two punch with Chubb, and Chubb was not as effective last week. Uh, so I think the Bengals are going to come out. Obviously, it's going to be a close game. All these AFC North, any any of them play, it's always close. So I think it's close. I like the Bengals minus two and a half. So are, are, would you play OBJ this week? Uh, no, you can't play OBJ because, you know, OBJ's <laughs> not really on the Browns right now. I mean, that's a... <laughs> It's I mean, weird, you've seen all the debacle this week, yeah, right? It's, it's a weird situation. Um, yeah, OBJ is, you know, he's not practicing. They won't let him practice. Uh, he's going to eventually be released. I don't know how that's going to work. He has a big contract. Uh, like, guaranteed money is probably, you know, kicked in. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, you know, he was supposed to be traded. He didn't get traded. I think he's going to be released in, you know, some when they agree to a, a settlement or whatever. Uh, and then when he gets picked up by a team, I think they'll actually start to use him. But, uh, I think your pick right now is Jarvis Landry for the Browns because he's going to be the standalone wide receiver because uh, I don't think yeah. o- OBJ is going to even play. I don't think he will. Um, and then yeah. the Bengals, you know, you got your, your your guys that you always play. But I think Jarvis Landry oh, could, yeah. be, could be a guy that steps in the number one role. And, you know, he's definitely been Baker's favorite target even with OBJ on the field because he doesn't like OBJ for some reason. Yeah. I don't, or according to his dad, he's open on every play. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I love Cincinnati in this game. I think that they got the wake up call last week that they needed that. Hey, it's, it's the NFL. Nothing comes easy. You got to work your ass off. You got to take every opponent, you know, seriously, you know, this is the maturation process of becoming, you know, a crappy team back to a a good perennial team. I think they're going to come out with reckless abandon at home. I don't like this Cleveland team. I think it's going in the wrong direction. I think Baker's hurting way more than he's leading on to, and I just I just don't see them having enough firepower. And and I agree with you. Without Hunt, it, it's it's a different team. It, it is. I think we need to start having this conversation. Maybe not now, but maybe as we get close to the off season about Baker mm-hmm. because he's a, in a contract year. Um, he's you know we we talked about extensions and quarterbacks being very expensive nowadays. I don't know if Baker's the guy anymore. I, I, I thought I did last year. I thought I did. I wasn't completely convinced. To start this right. year, I'm kind of leaning less and less that he is. Um, he shows signs, but I just I don't I don't know right now. I think that they're th- this season's going to tell a lot if they can win these games against you know they they have a tough schedule. We we talked about this last week. They they still have all these divisional games. They have to go to Baltimore. 
um, another yep. time. They have to go to Green Bay. They have Pittsburgh again. They have Cincinnati two more times. Uh, they have to go to New England. Like this is it's a brutal it's schedule, a tough schedule for the Browns. If they're able to make the playoffs, it means Baker's been playing a lot better. And I, Correct. I just don't see that right now. Hold on, this is a guy who has six touchdown passes this year. Six. Brady does that in a week. I'd like to see. I'd actually like to see Baker in another offense. You know, that's not so run heavy, and maybe put some more on him and see if if he would be any better or just how he would play. I think that would be a cool. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't be paying him forty million dollars a year. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's this isn't a a Dak situation where he's shown you he's the guy, but you know, it's, it's just right. the, the money thing. Like it's a, that's a lot of money, which I think he was in the thirties. I, I think Baker should say, I'll take 28 as a hometown discount. Cause I'm on the commercials for uh progressive every seven seconds. <laughs> so I make plenty of money on the side. So I'm going to give the Browns a hometown discount to keep the team together. Nah, you know, that never happens, but. It'd be something that that maybe would would work out for him uh, to stay there. This guy makes way too much money in commercials. He's on them every day, for for every home every people day. and everyone. Right, and and his poor girlfriend or fiance, she's in every video with him, and she never gets to say anything. <laughs> no, she just she just sits there. She just smiles. All right, let's get to smile uh, away, boys. What could be game of the week here uh, at one o'clock? Uh, Texans Dolphins, uh, the battle of the <laughs> the one in seven teams. Uh, Good news for the Texans. Tyra Taylor's back. He will start. Oh, hallelujah. He will start this For real? Yeah, he's back. He will start on Sunday. Are you sure? I 100% sure. Confirmed this morning. Uh, Tyra Taylor is back. And that's that's good enough for me to take the Texans. He's back in my lineup, baby. Good enough for me to take the Texans to beat the Dolphins. Because Tyra Taylor's in. Uh, Wow. I mean, coming off a hamstring injury that kept him out like seven weeks, uh, probably was pretty bad uh but the way he was playing they were playing a lot better this team i think he gets you know cooks back involved after he wasn't involved the last couple weeks with mills um i think that i i just think the dolphins are really bad and i think they're the worst Mm -hmm. one and i I think they're the worst one in seven team out of these two teams so i i i like i think if mills played i might have went dolphins but taylor back i like what i saw in week one um i'll go with the texans all right, so I'm going the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Miami. Mm. And I'm going with Miami for three reasons. Number one, if Tua doesn't have a chip on his shoulder this week that the Texans wouldn't make the deal for him, then I don't know when he's going to be more motivated to play. Yeah. Number two is the Houston Texans can't run the ball for anything. Yeah. They are just the worst. I think they are the worst team in the league yeah, in rushing. I mean, offensively, right? they actually make much the worst. They're terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I just have to believe that Miami, who is starting to get healthy again, you know, I think Xavier Howard's back. They got a couple guys that are coming back. I, I just, if they can't pull out a win at, at home against a Texas team that is completely packed it in, then they have no business being playing any more games this year. Yeah, so I'm going Miami. All right, you can go with Miami. Um, I think this is like the Bears 49ers game last week where we disagreed, but it was because they both sucked. That do we just do we really care? Let's just go with a different yeah. team. All right, just play Gasecki. He'll have plenty of catches. Gasecki should be fine. Uh, let's get to Falcon Saints. Uh, another key. There's a lot of a lot of divisional games this week. Um, this is a big one too. Uh, the Saints. Who's playing quarterback? Win. Yeah, huge win against the Bucks. Trevor Simeon uh, carry them to the win. Uh, should we see Trevor Simeon? 
starting at QB once again. Uh, Taysom Hill should be back this week, so that'll you know cause some controversy uh, in the in the QB room. Um, if he's mm-hmm. the starter, if if you know they kind of do a split thing like they did last year, uh, I I think that Simeon will will start at QB. Um, I think he's he'll, he'll like start the first couple drives. I think you know they're gonna move Hill in, in there on short yardage situations. Um, I think you know mm. he's he's gonna I, he'll he'll play his role, maybe an increased role of what he does in the red zone. Um, but right. I, I think the Saints team is just playing so good as a group this year. And the reason they have five wins, they're doing it as a group. You know, it's not one guy. It wasn't when Winston was in. He wasn't doing anything spectacular. So I think mm-hmm. Simeon and Hill are going to come in, do pretty much the same things that, that Winston was doing, and they're going to kind of rack up some wins against teams that aren't as good as them as, as they take on Atlanta. Uh, they take on Philadelphia in a couple weeks, the Jets, Miami, Carolina. Like, they're going to – They have they're a, a good schedule. Enough, they're a good enough football team to beat these teams that are, are not as good – uh, so I think one of those teams is the Falcons, who they play this week, who we kind of maybe got ahead of ourselves on last week with, you know, their three wins against <laughs> pretty terrible teams. Uh, and I think, you know, they yep. kind of they kind of uh, take the Falcons out of the playoff picture this week uh, as they dropped at three and five. And the Saints, I think they can still keep on rolling. Um, I don't I don't know what happens when they take on the Bucks again, whether that's in the playoffs, when they play the Packers the Rams, uh, the Cowboys, like once they take on these teams, if they are able to get in the playoffs as a wild card, um, I, I don't think they can beat those teams, but the teams they play this year due to an easier schedule, I think they can beat. I think they can get to a wild card. Um, and oh, I think, I, I think they take down the, the Falcons. I like them as a touchdown favorite. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt the Saints are going to be the number two wild card for sure. I, I mean, I think their, their schedule is too easy. Their defense is too good. And they still have Kamara, which, you know, is your basically do everything. Do you know in the last seven meetings between these two teams, New New Orleans has won by double digits every time? You know, like, I mean, they just, they own the Falcons, you know. And there's nothing about this Falcons team that scares me right now. No Calvin Ridley out for mental health issues, right? So you're basically putting it all on Pitts and Patterson, Mm -hmm. right? And, of course, Pitts and Patterson won't get fantasy numbers, but their defense is a sieve. Matt Ryan has been eh. Okay, but right now, just give the ball to Kamara, throw the ball to Kamara, and play defense, and you're going to win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, a lot of people have been wondering who the guy to pick up is on Atlanta due to the Calvin really going out. I think the only guys are the two guys that are on teams already in Pitts and Patterson. Like, if you want to look at the Tajay Sharps and the Russell Gages, that's yeah, fine. I'm not putting any. I'm not putting I any mean, of them on my team. Yeah, nothing. It, it's not like last year where Zacchaeus came in and was that you know starting wide receiver. They got their two guys. Um, that aren't wide yep. receivers that they, you know, the targets go to. So I'm kind of staying yep. away from that. Uh, let's Me get too. to and let's sit get Mike to, Davis. That guy sucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's you every week. Uh, let's get to Raiders uh, Giants here. Uh, One o'clock as well. The Giants. Hey, we didn't even talk about it. They they played the Chiefs hard. They did tough, tough. They game. played them tough, uh, but then they also just three. screwed it at the end. Yeah, lost by three. Bad, bad uh, timeout bad, management. Yeah, bad bad coaching. They they blamed mm-hmm. it on the headsets not working. If you want to believe Whatever. that, uh, but the Raiders yeah. come in. They had a bye last week. Uh, still a five and two team that's sitting at first place in the AFC West. Uh, take on the Giants, uh, which should be a, a, a win for them. They they have to come come into uh, MetLife and they have to get a win against the Giants. Uh, I know the the rug situation is yet another t- tough test, but I said I, I I thought they would 
be hit pretty hard by the Gruden situation. They came out and won that, you know, won the, the next game. Uh, this yep. rug situation, I think, is hitting pretty hard. I still think they're going to come out and, and, and beat the Giants. I think, you know, the way Carr was playing, uh, I, I still think he can get, you know, Renfro and, and Edwards, you know, involved. I think Edwards now, his role increases incredibly. You know, Waller should get Absolutely. back on track after some, some rough weeks. Um, you know, the targets should go to, to Edwards and, and uh, Renfro and Waller. So I like those guys a lot. And, you know, for the Giants – you know, Saquon out again this week, you know, it's, it's because of COVID. Uh, they just have no rushing game. And with the wide receivers being decimated, you know, every game Tony Shepard gets hurt, Galladay's still hurt. Uh, they, they, they just can't find consistency on offense. Um, so hey, I think what's, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What about Devontae Booker? He's, a, he's been playing fine. I mean, he's averaging three yards a carry if that's, you know, something you want to uh, – but I'm saying he's getting you 50, 60 yards and a touchdown every yeah, game. Sure, but it's not I like mean, he's getting nothing. I, I just I think that there's so much inconsistency inconsistency on offense because it's just it's just different people on the on the field every week. So uh, yeah. I I think the Raiders are going to win. I think it'll be a pretty you know pretty good win for the Ra- Raiders. I think you know they're favored by three on the road, but mm-hmm. I think that I think they can get a double digit win against the Giants. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. And I don't know why I'm doing this, but I think the rugs thing is going to take a bigger toll. You know, it's one thing when you lose your coach when probably three quarters or four fifths of the locker room hated him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and just a sigh of relief and, and, you know, Rich Biasaka coming in and changing the, you know, the, the, men, the men, mentality and the, you know, the culture. They, they lost Henry Ruggs. They're obviously their best deep threat, a guy that was emerging over the last several weeks in a way with, you know, causing uh, death of a uh, young girl. Like, I, I just think that this is going to have a big toll. I think this hangover is going to be all over them this week. I think the Giants played pretty well last week. And if it wasn't for, you know, Garrett and, and Joe Justice screwing everything up, they, they really should have won that game. I mean, they played better than the Chiefs almost the entire game. So I think at home, their season's on the line. Like, there's no chance of them making a playoffs if they lose this game. I, I think they come out and they put a pretty decent game together. I think they are getting healthier at wide receiver. Uh, I don't think Devontae Booker is the worst option in the world at running back. I do agree with you. Brian Edwards is definitely a pickup for sure. I, I liked him before Ruggs went, to, you know, got cut and I like him more now he's going to be part of the offense but if they don't throw the ball to Waller 10 12 times I I don't see them winning like I I just I think the Giants are going to pull one out here he definitely needs to get back to that when we talked about week one where he had like 20 targets so he definitely he's been getting like six targets a game like I ain't gonna cut it with your best player they're gonna get back to it for sure uh let's get to uh Patriots Panthers both teams four and four uh, the Patriots with their biggest win of the year over the uh, mm-hmm. the Chargers last Chargers. week. Uh, I think that that this is going to lead to maybe a, a stretch for for New England. I think that that's a it's a huge win to beat a team that is definitely better than you know the the, the Patriots. I think the Chargers just completely were 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 out coached. Uh, they couldn't move mm-hmm. the ball on offense. They go against Carolina. Sam Darnold, you know, kind of was was in concussion protocol. I think he's going to suit up for the game, but he's definitely hurt. They play P.J. Walker. They're definitely going to win because <laughs> we talked about P.J. Walker. You know, a good story, but, you know, not a yeah. – not a, Shouldn't uh, even be an NFL. Yeah, definitely not a, a NFL quarterback. Uh, no. But they, I, I see them putting a stretch of wins together now with two in a row. Carolina could be the third. They play Cleveland and Atlanta next. 
we could see a little run from the Patriots here. I think Mac Jones is playing well. They finally are realizing that Damian Harris is the guy. They, they're, they're handing him the football. Uh, I, I, I am I'm making one prediction for this for this this game. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots are going to win. I think the three and a half is right. You know, it'll be a close game. I am saying that Jacoby Myers, the man mm. that has been in the league for a a little while now and has the, you know the most games without a touchdown, without his first career touchdown pass. I think scores his first career touchdown this week against the I Carolina hope so. Panthers. That's my prediction. I feel so bad for this guy. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I love New England in this game. I think Carolina is, again, the, we, you know the rule. No CMC, no Carolina. <laughs> so and if he's not back, I ain't picking Carolina. Not enough weapons. And if you're going to tell me that Bill Belichick, who used to see Sam Darnold twice a year and cause him fits. I mean, if you look at some of Sam Darnold's worst performances, it's when he was with the Jets against New England. Ghosts. Ghosts. He was throwing interceptions up the wazoo. I think that New England wins by double digits. Yeah. And I love... I love the running attack. D- Damian Harris, Rashawn, Ramonde uh, Stevenson, uh, Bolden, Taylor, like these guys are just crushing it. And while maybe their aerial attack is mediocre, their their run game is 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 spot on right now. Yeah, they have a good kind of scheme going on offense. With mm-hmm. uh, the, he's definitely learning every week how Mac Jones plays better and better. So no, double like, digit win. I like the Patriots as well. Uh, let's get to a, another lopsided one. Bills. Jaguars, uh, the Bills by 30, 14, <laughs> 14 point favorites over the Jaguars. That's only 14. Uh, we've 14. Seen I, I'll give 17 this week. I'll so, give 21. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Jaguars. Um, my only thing for the Jaguars this week is you know, I'm a big uh, James Robinson fan and he's questionable, so that's the only thing I care about them. Uh, but the but Jaguars, you, do you have a I'm not sure the Jaguars are. I don't think the Jaguars will score 10 points. Do you have a wide receiver you'd like to pick this week for the Bills? Because you like to do that a lot. Uh, pick which I do. I do. And this week, it's going to be Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. So you're going back to Diggs. So no back Beasley, to Diggs no this week. Beasley this week? Beasley will be fine, but he's not putting 10 for 110 up. Diggs is going to get at least one or two touchdowns and at least nine catches. All right. Uh, let's move on to a – this is a big game. Uh, Vikings-Ravens, the two, the two purple teams will take on – um, each other in in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore favored by six. Uh, the, I think the Vikings season ended last week. Um, I agree. I, I think they have played too many one possession games this year that have just that they've just been on the wrong side of. You know, too yeah. many too many last minute you know touchdowns that they've let up. Too many mistakes in the final couple seconds, uh, and losing to the backup quarterback on Dallas, losing to Cooper Rush. I think they're I, the I backbreaker. Think, I think it ended their season. The, the schedule is yep. brutal uh, for what comes up. They have so many divisional games, two against you know Green Bay, two against Chicago. Uh, the next games are Baltimore and, and, and L.A. The Chargers. Uh, I, I, I still play San Fran. I think their season ended uh, last week. And if it didn't end last week, it'll end this week when they lose to the Ravens. Um, I, I think this th- this Vikings defense showed that you know they can stop the run. They, you know they, they shut Zeke down you know mm-hmm. enough. But I think this team's a little different when you have the, the running quarterback in Lamar. They have so many different running backs they like to use. I think they're going to do enough on the ground to get the win. Um, and I think, you know, with Andrews really coming into form, uh, they're going to get him involved again. Uh, the Vikings just haven't shown enough that they can put a full game together. And, you know, even beating, you know, a backup quarterback in a game that, they, that you know, was handed to them that they should have won, uh, and they couldn't get it done. So 
you know, your 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 regular guys are going to play in in bo- on both these teams in fantasy. So there's there's no you know kind of sleeper that I'm I'm going to hand out there. But uh, I like the Ravens this week. Yeah, I do too. I, I this is a Minnesota team whose corners are sieves, and Hollywood Brown, Andrews, maybe even like a Duvernay or even maybe Rashad Bateman if he's healthy. I mean, these guys should have a field day. I mean, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Cedric Wilson were open all game. They, these corners were giving them 8 to 10 yards cushion and, I mean, running back into a zone, sitting there and letting the people catch it in front of them. I mean, the, Lamar will have a field day on Sunday. I, I think Minnesota, I totally agree with you. I think when you have played seven games of under one touchdown, and you're on the off, you're on the bad side of like five of them. Like you just you're mentally shot. And I, I think this team realized after last week that they they just don't have it. Yeah, there are a few players away. All right, let's get to the four o'clock games. Uh, we'll start with an interesting one: Chargers, Eagles. Uh, the Eagles right now sit at three and five. Um, their which Eagle team is going to show up? Their playoff hopes are, are hanging by a thread and could use a huge win versus the Chargers. I'm telling you, the Chargers lose to the Eagles. They're, they they. We might. We were talking about this team being, you know, a top team in the AFC. If they fall to four and four and lose to the Eagles, we might be talking about their season, you know, kind of in, in shambles right now. But mm-hmm. I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, I think the Chargers can beat the Eagles. I think the Eagles show up against the bad teams they play, and then when Hurts is up to the challenge of playing, you know, a good team like the Chargers, I don't think he's gonna, you know, really show up and, and shine that bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanders out. They'll go back to you know the the. The Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, I don't think they'll have that much success running the ball against the Chargers, even though they're a weaker, you know, run defense. I, I think they just had that incredible week because they played the Lions, and that's the worst defense I've ever seen. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, what, what Philly's going to have to do this week is Hurts is going to have to, you know, play exceptionally well, and he's going to have to throw the ball. They haven't been able to throw the ball with consistency and win a game that way. When you play, a, you know... If they're able to run the football like last week, you know, and, and run that dynamic, they, they, you know, they can win this game. I just don't think it's going to come that easy. Um, and with the, char- with the Chargers, you know, being a, a astronomically different offense than the Lions, they're going to put up points. The Eagles are probably going to put up points. I think it's a high-scoring matchup. I just yep. can't see the Chargers team that it was playing so good through, you know, the first seven weeks, had a bad loss last week, going with another bad loss to the Eagles. I can't see it. I, I just can't. I like the Chargers. No, I can't see it either. I mean, first of all, you're dealing with a Eagles team that's thrown the ball for 663 yards total in the last four games combined. <laughs> it's been. I rough. mean, I think that's it, how it, if that, you win this game. You're going to see Jalen Hurts for throw throw for 250 plus. I think that's he's going to throw. He's going to have to throw for 350 plus, and that's not going to happen because the Chargers, while they are the worst run defense in the league, they are certainly a much better pass defense. You know, so, you know, I, the problem with the Eagles is, from a fantasy football perspective, is who is going to be the running back this week? You know, I go out and I pick Gainwell up, and he gets nothing, and it's all Boston Scott. Two weeks ago, I went and picked up uh, somebody else, and it was Gainwell. And I, I just can't get it right. And so I'm staying away from, you know, the the, the throw a, a dart at the board and pick an Eagle running back. So I'm not starting anybody on the Eagles this week, and the Chargers win double digits. Um, Mike Williams, you better have a big game. I was going to bring that up. I think something we need to talk about is Mike Williams. What What's the deal with Mike Williams now? This is several weeks in a row after he, a huge, you know, great start to the season. Yep. This is that three of the last four weeks, four for 11, or actually, sorry, one no. for 11. 
two for 27 and two for 19. So he's had a combined 50 yards in the last, you know, three out of the four weeks. So this is and the one in the middle, he went he went eight for 165 and two touchdowns. Yeah, against, like, against could that Mike team. Williams fucking show up, please? Um, yeah, I, I think he can because I think Darius Slay, as you know, has been playing better. I think he'll be on on Keenan Allen. Uh, so yeah. if this is a game where he wants to rebound, it, it this could be the game for Williams to rebound for sure. I agree. All right, let's get to uh, what would have been really the game of the week in Packers Chiefs. Uh, which is coming up at Why? four. Something happened? Uh, Aaron Rodgers gets uh, tested posi- positive for COVID. Um, I think we Wait, all... Wait, you mean the unvaccinated Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, the, the one that uh, everybody thought was vaccinated? Yeah, the, the unvaccinated Rodgers who will miss this game and possibly, you know, might miss next week, even though, you know, uh, he should be back. But, you know, based on the unvaccinated rules, you know, I think he's going to come off the list like the day before next week's game. So... Uh, anyway. Yeah, but here's the thing, H. Do you think it at all possible that either the Packers get fined or some sort of penalty or Rodgers gets suspended by the league for violating uh, COVID protocols? Why, why would because, you? Why? Because he, according to the NFL, they, they didn't know he was unvaccinated. So I don't know what I buy and what I don't buy. But he's been talking to the media without a mask, and if you're unvaccinated, you need to wear a mask or do video interviews with the media. But he's been at that podium talking to the media two feet in front of him without a mask every week. Like, there's some things here that could blow up in the Packers' face, and uh, I mean, it would break my heart if Rodgers was, you know, suspended yeah, for four really weeks. Really would. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with him and, and that whole situation. Uh, he's, you know, an interesting guy, as we all know. Uh, yeah. But, but this. This game took a huge, you know, swing with Rodgers. I was, I was, I'm going to be honest. I had the Chiefs with Rodgers playing. I had the Chiefs yep. with Rodgers playing. I think that they, they just need this game a lot. I think at home they've been a much better team. I had, I had KC. Yep. Now with Rodgers out, I have KC even more with, you know, a really strong feeling. Uh, you Jordan don't love, love Jordan Love? Jordan Love will get his first start against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think that, that Love is you know he goes up against a defense that has statistically been you know one of the worst in the league but i just think you don't think he could put mike white numbers up this week i I just don't see it i think you know he'll get Devontae adams back he'll get lazard i think lazard back you know i think both the all the wide receivers will be back so he'll have his weapons uh aaron jones should be a focal point on the ground they're going to try to run so i like uh jones and uh and dylan to have have a good week uh but this chiefs team needs this win you know sitting at uh, sitting at 500, a huge win over you know a top NFC team without their quarterback. Mahomes um, is going to get his guys involved. Um, I, I think what was interesting was was uh, Derek Gore who got involved last last <laughs> last week uh, had 48 yards and a touchdown was kind of the lead back. Uh, he got involved, so that's an interesting you know, pickup if you want to do that if you're in at running back. Uh, but I, I I just think it's two good teams. I think the Chiefs are still good, uh, and I think they're going to give Love fits. Um, on defense, this could be the week that the defense maybe turns things around uh, by playing, you know, that that rookie quarterback in his first start. Yeah. Who, who do you think is really more upset this week, the NFL or State Farm? I'd probably go with the NFL because this is, you know, supposed to be their marquee matchups with the quarterback. So I think they're more <laughs> do, upset. Do you know what kind of thing State Farm would have? I mean, basically, State Farm has Rodgers and Mahomes as their right. spokes, you know, person, and they, inter- you know, change them and they have them in commercials together they would have had a field day with this game if they were <laughs> if they played and here they are with their marquee matchup and you know it's jordan love against Mahomes. and i agree with you casey all the way i 
I just, I've never seen anything out of Jordan Love that I liked in college. I didn't like him in the preseason. I didn't like him in the, the one quarter he played. There's nothing about his game that I'm going, holy cow, watch out. He's going to take everybody by storm. So I, I love Aaron Jones. I would even play A.J. Dillon. There's going to be a ton of handoffs in this game. And on the other side, I mean, Tyreek Hill is just Mahomes' number one guy. And it just it's, he's having an unbelievable season. So the guy averages like 92 yards a game on like a, a gazillion targets. So I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm going with him. I'm staying hot on Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, he just seems a little off lately. I don't know what it is. And McCall Hardman is getting more and more involved in this offense with the sweeps and the quick passes and the quick screens. I think he's a definite uh, wide receiver too. I, I think if Jordan Love wins this game, I think State Farm should sign him. I think that should be. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, how about more divisional matchups uh, at four o'clock? Cardinals 49ers. Uh, the Cardinals uh, questionable at quarterback. Kyler Murray has an ankle sprain. Questionable wide receiver Hopkins is dealing with a hamstring injury. So there's definitely some some questions for the Cardinals. Uh, they're only favored by one on the road. Uh, this has been a popular upset pick the whole week. I've seen every, mm-hmm. you know news uh every sports show everyone kind of likes the 49ers this week with all those question marks for the cardinals um i don't right now as long as mm-hmm. Kyler murray's playing as long as hopkins can still get on the field um i like the cardinals i think they uh they, they've been a you know not good against the run which the 49ers could expose with how elijah mitchell has been running the last couple weeks uh but when yep. you talk about an offense uh they are they, they've allowed i think five games of 150 plus rushing yards uh, they're also seven and one, so I don't know how valid that stat <laughs> is to where you know lose winning and losing, and the, their only loss is because AJ Green didn't turn around. So I, I think they can beat a 49ers team that they're definitely better than. Um, I think you know uh, the the 49ers are going to run the ball, and Mitchell's still a start for me. Uh, still going to be a, a, a really good you know viable option at running back. Uh, but the Cardinals are going to get their people going. Uh, I think Hopkins, as long as he's dealing with his injury, I'm going to hop on the the Christian Kirk bandwagon with you and say that mm-hmm. you know. He's definitely a guy that they like to target, uh, and, and you know, it, the, the Hopkins thing is 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 kind of something that we don't know the severity. Uh, he's you know probably going to be limited until this thing is you know is, is fully healed. But you know he's still the red zone target has seven touchdowns. He still has five hundred yards. So you know if he plays, you got you got to play. Yeah. So obviously the Cardinals have already beaten San Fran this year once by a touchdown. Uh-huh. You know, and it was an ugly game, just ugly. You know, I need to know if George Kittle's playing. Like, is he back? Is he not back? Like, because right now it's Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel and nobody else. And somebody who has half a brain is going to figure out how to stop the one wide receiver and the one running back that they put every football in their hands. Right? So they need another weapon, and that's Kittle. And if Kittle is not back yet, I love Arizona. If Kittle's back, I think it's going to be a close game that Arizona will pull out. Too many weapons, too good a team, too good on both sides of the ball. I, I still think Arizona's the class, uh, you know, or them and the Rams are the class of the NFC West. I think the San Francisco team um, comes up short. I think that uh, I think Kittle misses an, another week. I think he needs another week. So I'll, I am going to go with your first option there, and that Arizona's yeah. going to win. It's pretty handily. Uh, yep. Before we get to the last two, uh, you know, primetime games, uh, I guess we'll kind of end the Sunday games. Uh, we'll finish. With the Cowboys Broncos, uh, Cowboys. 
No Von Miller. No Von Miller for the Broncos. The Cowboys, 10-point favorites. 10-point um, favorites in the NFL, you know, don't usually lose. I think, you know, Vegas knows what's up here. Uh, Miller going out, their best player on defense. Uh, you know, the Cowboys will play a, grid, a pretty good secondary. Sertain has been really good Better. this year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, a decent, a pretty decent defense. I would say it's average yeah. this year. Uh, you know, the scoring defense has been one of the best. You know, they're only allowing yes, like third. 16 points or 17 points a game. So They're number know, three in the NFL. They have mm -hmm. not gone against, you know, the best offense in the league in in the Cowboys. You know, and when, when they've gone up against some really good offenses, I'd say, you know, the two best were Baltimore and Las Vegas. They allowed 34 and 24. So um, right. I think it's a another 30-plus point week with Dak back in the lineup. Some injuries to the wide receivers, Lamb, Tweaked his ankle. Cooper tweaked his hamstring. Um, they're all they're all going to eventually suit up. Uh, Dak will yep. suit up as well. He'll be back on the field. I think they can beat a Broncos team that won't be able to, you know, keep up with them offensively. Uh, and then the defense is is going to allow you know they're going to allow points because this offense is has shown to be unstoppable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think with Dak back. Everyone will be fine. The only question marks really the left tackle, who's probably not going to play, Tyron Smith. We'll see if Lyle Collins gets thrown over there. This defense is playing lights out. Micah Parsons is going to have another day. Um, the one thing that Denver does well is they they pressure the quarterback, but I don't think they've played a, a, an offensive line this good. And they don't give up a lot of points, which I just can't see in any way, shape, or form that the Cowboys not scoring at least four touchdowns. Yeah, we and, and we talked about this last week with, with the Vikings. We said their pass rush is one of the best in the league. I think you could say that against or as well with the Broncos. Uh, and mm -hmm. what did we see? We saw the Vikings get pressure, but, you know, the, the, the secondary was, was so, you know, was so kind of everywhere that they couldn't cover these wide receivers. And Denver's secondary has played good, but I like my odds, you know, with rookie Patrick Sertain going up against Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb. Um, I like my yep. odds as, as C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper. So I think judging the defensive stats of some of these teams that haven't played the Cowboys yet, I think is a little, you know, foolish to, you know, just, just go based on that. So, and, I, and, and I don't think enough's being made of the fact that without Bradley Chubb and without Von Miller, this is not the same pass rush. No, exactly. You know, so, so you know, move, losing I, their best player, I, I think, you know, it, it takes a hit. But they have, they have good players. Uh, they have, you know, Sertain. Uh, so... The Cowboys I, I, will cover the 10 points. I think they can cover the 10. I do. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's get to the primetime games. Let's get to Titans-Rams, which is Sunday night, which we talked about last week. It was a big game. No Derrick Henry for the Titans. This is going to come down to Tannehill versus Stafford. This is going to – this is this is a game where Tannehill is going to need to step up on Sunday night. He did it last year time and time again. Uh, they, they, they got A.J. Brown involved last week. They've gotten him involved the last couple weeks. Um, will Julio be back? That's yet to be seen. Uh, but but I, I I really really like the Rams to win. But I think seven and a half on Sunday night is a lot of points. I think the Titans keep it close. I like them with a touchdown. Um, I think this is like a last second field goal field goal for for the Rams um, and Matt Gay. Uh, you know the, the Stafford's going to get his guys involved. Cup's going to have a uh, should have a fine game. Uh, but but for the Titans this week, as long as you know. I don't. I don't know if Adrian Peterson's going to be ready to go. Um, I think it's you know it's really 50-50. I don't know if he's you know in shape. What what's going on there? I like McNichols. I I think he he's a guy that they they put out there with Derrick Henry in the lineup. He catches passes. 
Um, he has 200 yards receiving on the year. He averages, you know, 10 yards mm-hmm. a catch. I think McNichols this week could be a, a decent RB2 play if, you know, you have buys or whatever. Pick him up, put him in there. Um, he could have, you know, a, a nice, you know, 30, 40 yards rushing. I'm not expecting anything big there, but could have, you know, six catches for, for 50 and a touchdown. Like, he, he could he could have a, a decent game that gets you enough points, as you know, your bi-week RB2. So, um, I think it's a close game. Well, and it'll be... It'll be interesting to see if Peterson gets elevated from the practice squad. That's what I'm saying. And I, if he gets some touches. I'm going to say no for this week, but we, we will see. Okay. So I think that there are only four teams in the league that can beat the Rams, and they all play in the NFC. Mm. You know, or maybe and maybe Buffalo. This team is not losing to a Derrick Henry-less Titan, Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree with you. I think it's going to be a 14-point or wow. more win at home. We, it won't even be a we, contest we know by the what fourth quarter. When you call some blowouts, so I blowout. Like, it's I like blowout my, Sunday night. I like my prediction. Blowout. All right. And um, let me tell you something. If you if you need another wide receiver, I mean, obviously you play Cup and Woods every week, but you got to take a look at Van Jefferson. He is really coming on. I took him. I, I I've had some uh, some bye week troubles. He he may possibly be in a flex spot this week. Mm-hmm. So I, I will take your advice on that one. Uh, let's get to our last game Monday night: Bears Steelers. Uh, Steelers by a touchdown in this one is the spread. Um, uh, the Bears, you know, Justin Fields coming off his best game, came up short still uh, because the defense couldn't. What 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 Bears side of the ball will show up this week? I, I don't know. Um, I think they're just too inconsistent. Um, I think Fields is going to go up a defense that gives him fits. T.J. Watt is going to feast on this offensive line and have, you know, yep. a Miles Garrett type day when he had like four sacks on Fields. Um, oh God! I hope so. I just picked them up in one of my leagues. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think the field the Steelers can handle the Bears. I think they can actually go from being you know a team that we didn't think was was going to be that good to a five and three team that's probably right there at their division at the end of this week. Um, you know, I, I, I like you know Claypool um, as well to to get back on track against the Bears secondary that has been pretty bad. But it was the Bears run d- defense last week that was terrible. So mm-hmm. if Najee Harris decides you know to be the focal point of the offense once again like last week get you know his rushes for 100 yards get his catches uh he could be in for you know a humongous week it's funny i i actually i i think the most underrated player in the national football league this year who gets no respect is deontay johnson he is like i'm sorry it's not claypool this year you know it's the seven catch 80 yard you know guy in deontay johnson Deontay Johnson has gotten the majority targets. I think that, you know, he's obviously uh, in the flex or the wide receiver too at everyone. But Claypool's a guy that's been on the, you know, on the bench, you know, in and out of lineups. But I think it's a farewell matchup against a team that, you know, it, it is going to be probably, a, a, you know, a closer game that, you know, if the Bears decide this week, you know, the Bears just decide what they want to do every week. Do we play offense this week? Do we stop the run? Do we stop the pass? What, what's what are the, what what are the Bears going to do this week? We just don't know. So I, I think Claypool can have you know a, a, one of his better weeks. Um, I think that the the, the Bears yeah. also run the ball really good. Uh, so Khalil Herbert's still in the lineup um, as well as long as you know Montgomery's out. So that's another one I like as well. Yeah, I love. I love Pittsburgh this week. I love him as a double-digit win. I think this Bears team is trash. I think Fields is trash. I know, yes, he ran for 100 yards last week because he was running with his hair. 
literally like running from my life. And he just showed his athleticism and was able to run around people. But this is a guy who throws for 175 yards a game. And he did that against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that they're going to be able to accumulate enough points for or no, 27-14. Pittsburgh wins easy. All right. And that is uh, that is week nine in the NFL. Uh, we have... Uh, it's week just, nine. It, it's it's a lot of big divisional games. I think that we went over, and you know, especially you know, if it's not divisional, it's Packers Chiefs, which is you know, two usual of the top teams. Um, I, I think that this week's going to show us a lot, and you know, kind of clear up that that playoff picture uh, to see you know who's really in the running for the number one seeds, uh, who's you know really taking leads in in, in their respective divisions. So a big week um, in the NFL this week. So that's all we got. Uh, for this one, we'll be back on Tuesday, as always, to recap. Uh, right now, we sit at the same record, 76 wins on the year. So we have a couple disagreements this week. Uh, let's see who can take, you know, a one-two game lead. I love it.